0: Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth-Murray and I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray and we are here for our next episode with the We Hear Her podcast for women who succeed. Today, I'm with Jessica Elwell, who is so impressive to me. I I don't even think that reading her bio will help me get through it because it is so complex and interesting. But the best part is that Jessica is a hoot. She is so fun to talk to, even though she is a brainy scientist. So let me just dive in a little bit um, to her background. So she is currently the director of product development for Oxion Energy and she attended Michigan Technology University to complete her bachelor's and her master's degree in chemical engineering. She's had careers that have spanned across many different uh, backgrounds, including recreational equipment, which I'm excited to learn about, specialty chemicals, weapon systems, I'm not sure I wanna learn about that one, (laughs) and research and development support and renewable energy technologies, and ISRU, Propellant Production for Aerospace Applications. So, the best part, I'm gonna let Jessica, we're gonna dive into more detail, a little bit about her her work experience, her professional background, but of course, my favorite thing to talk about with her is the big claim to fame that, that I love to do a shout out on, which is called MOXIE. And this is Mars Ox- Oxygen in Sucho Resource Utilization Experiment. This is a program that was in collaboration with MIT and NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And what she did in this role was she established the critical partnerships both domestically and internationally while managing the technology development program for the solid oxide electrolysis unit at the heart of MOXIE. So basically, in a nutshell, She helped create the device that makes oxygen on Mars, which I think is the coolest thing ever. And so with that, I'm going to turn it to Jessica and say, Jessica, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I l- try to make it really easy for you, just easy words. Thank you. Rolls off that. the tongue. I need it very just keep yeah. it simple. Keep I, I, it simple. I can't
0: tell you how grateful I am. We got halfway through your mile.
1: I'm thinking we should just call it, let's just call it good. We could just, just talk call it out good
0: there, and you know that's why it's easy to lead with. You know, Jessica, she created the device that makes oxygen on Mars. That just cuts to the taste. It's
1: a little easier that way.
0: Yeah, I love it, but I need to understand. So, now where are you from originally?
1: Originally from Wisconsin, okay. Uh, lived there until I graduated high school, and then I went to school in Michigan in the upper peninsula of Michigan, okay. So, middle of nowhere, 200 inches of snow a year, kind of fun. Um, left there, came back to Wisconsin for a little bit, but was pretty much over winter. Mm. I had actually, I went on an interview in Atlanta. And I came home, and I was driving my truck home from the airport, stopped to get gas. I blinked, and my eyes froze shut. No. And I was like, I don't even really care what this job is. Is that, scientific, I'm ta- taking is this that
0: scientifically job. possible? My
1: eye- eyelashes froze oh shut, and I had gosh. to hold my hands over them. So that was, uh, that was, then I moved to Atlanta for eight years, which it turns out was a little too far of a correction. And so then <laughs> I got an opportunity to come here to Salt Lake. So I've been here uh, going on nine years now, which is wow. crazy. So you can almost basically say you're a Utah. I would love to. I would okay. love to. I'll love give it you that here. honorary title. You're now it.
0: a Utah. Perfect. So tell me, um, even so for your background, um, what drove you towards engineering? So
1: that's actually it's actually a pretty good story. Um, when I was in high school I was into everything music. I played saxophone and the piano and I sang and whatever band and choir they'd let me into, I was all over. And it came junior year and you're supposed to start like what am I going to be when I grow up and I was going to be a music teacher and my dad who's very pragmatic man said to me you know that's great like let's do some research on it what kind of degree do you need what do you need to do and I said okay so he. This is going to date me a little bit, but he right. drove me to the library. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you. Yep. To go through the card catalog, sure, and card catalog, pull out some magazines. But I did a market study on what those jobs look like, what education you needed, uh, what you had as far as um, career opportunities, and I went through it all and looking at. He's like, you know, focus on what your skill sets are and where your strengths are, what you would add to this. And at the end of the two weeks, I was to give him kind of the summary of what oh my, my goodness. This is, educational this path. This has
0: got a structure to no, it. No
1: joke. No joke. Uh, and I came back and I presented that I would be a chemical engineer. Uh, it turns out the market was dying a little bit. And as much as I loved to believe I was fully talented in music, I had to come to the realization that there were others much more talented than mm. I. Um, so that's how I ended up in engineering. I uh, started school, uh, did a co-op, uh, worked for a little bit, which I recommend to every young person coming up through school. Take a job in your career, find mm. out if you actually like it before you graduate. Uh, I did a stint in manufacturing, yeah, um, and I didn't love it. And I thought, oh, wow, well, I'm like four years into this. Right. I really thought I was gonna I'm love starting this. Starting over, Dad, yeah. We're gonna do another reevaluation. <laughs> Just kidding, music teacher. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but. Uh, the opportunity came up for me to take a research path instead. So in chemical engineering, you're either heavily process oriented, or it's such a diverse uh, background that you can get into a lot of different fields. And so, you know, to play up my ADD, I was like, yeah, let's do research. And so I stayed for my master's, which then opened the door to research and development for the rest of my career. Look most at of it.
0: So, Wow. Wow, wow. So, so much to unpack there. <laughs> but what I'd love to know, for young women that may be listening, um, you know, we see a sharp decline in girls that leave the sciences around 12, 13, 7th grade, the choices, the class choices they make, the paths they're taking. They may have won first place in the science fair in 5th grade, but by 7th grade they're like, well, I'm dumb in math or I can't do science or whatever. How, what advice would you give to young women in middle school and high school if they have an inkling or interest in this field of how to kind of flush it out and research it like your dad said to do, or think about like, is this really something you could do or want to do? So that, you know, what I'd love to see selfishly is just this really strong equalization of of women and men in the field.
1: I think, I mean, it's a fantastic question because I have friends too who went through chemical engineering with me and graduated with the degree and then started it and found out, no, this isn't for me. And I think part of the issue is that we have this idea of what those degrees mean Mm. and how they're applied. And so you think of a mechanical engineer and you think of design and you think of, right, like there's specific things you think of. What I tell my kids, and they're 10 and 12, so this is a slightly proactive, maybe dad did more influence than he meant. Um, But what I tell them is start looking at companies you like. And then look at positions that they have posted, even now, even mm-hmm. a 12 year old. Uh, search a company that, a product you like, and see what kind of jobs they have. And start looking through like, oh that job sounds cool. I'm gonna be a, a product manager for whatever, Black Diamond or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And start looking at what their qualifications are. And so it. I think it helps you understand, if you understand a longer term goal, it helps you to stay focused when you start losing interest in some of the details. Right. Because right. you're not going to love every part of it. No, no. Ever. And, and I'm not the world's best engineer. And anybody who knows me who's watching this is nodding, sadly. Um, but what I've found is understanding the basics of it and then understanding where my strengths are yeah. and bringing that to the table. Instead of trying to be the best at multi physics modeling, which I'm not, finding the people who are. And having them do it and, and figuring out what we do with the products that come from that and how we integrate it into the rest of what we're doing that's where my strong suit was and mm-hmm. so i think it's really important for kids to have that kind of broader view of what what stem even means like how is it applied so much more to it so much more to it and i love now schools are changing how they do it anyways mm-hmm. they're doing these career classes where they do more research into it. And so I think, I think society's catching on that we're losing interest in these small details and these really, I don't want to say boring. I don't want to say boring, but, but you can, it's okay. But it's
0: just some, of the, class work, the of, the some yeah.
1: of the boring classwork, some of the boring classwork, especially sure. in those ages, yeah, where it's just, it's monotonous and you just feel like you're doing it to do it you instead it right of up. like what the end goal is.
0: I liked how you, spoke of the you know the um, the inter- the differences the perspectives of what is in what we think engineering is or what um, what a science is could be because when you with the way you were talking I thought well yeah she has to have an incredibly strong skill set in partnership building if she's working with MIT and NASA and her company on this together the connection that the, the trust that's being built the finesse of the partnership the intricacies of that it takes someone special to do that that's an element um, or skill set that not everybody has.
1: Thank God because then I have value right? (laughs) (laughs) She's smart (laughs) and she likes people
0: so that will work out really well. I
1: usually like people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well in your realm, predominantly male industry, what has it been like as a female growing and having neat accomplishments um that and maybe you're looking around the room and you're like i'm the only woman in the
1: room but frequently frequently what is that like i it's interesting because you always want to deserve your spot somewhere you always want to be sitting in a chair that you belong in you don't ever want to be in a chair that you got in because you looked a certain way or right like you want you want your accomplishments to to put you in that chair and I think it's been a really interesting path to end up in some of those rooms. And at first you sit down. The first meeting we had for the MOXIE program, I sat down in a room with career engineers. I mean, there, there was an astronaut in the room. And I'm sitting there going, I was 35, I'm going, what, how did I end up here? Um, it's, sometimes it's, it's humbling. Uh, what's interesting now is before people would question it, like what? What is she doing here? Um, reference my age, or mm-hmm. that I have blonde hair, or, or right, like yeah, obvious physical attributes. Um, but I think now it's more the the expectations are set. The expectations are even across the board. We, ex- if you are in that chair, we expect you to do this. And that that evening of the playing field, I think, has been such a huge growth for women in engineering and STEM where we deserve our spot there, and we earned it. We earned our spot to sit at that table for whatever skill sets we're bringing there, however we've rounded this team out. Um, And I think, you know, sometimes it's intimidating, sometimes um, it's annoying to not see more women in the room, but I'm seeing it change so fast. The last two companies I've been at put such a big uh, importance on having, having different perspectives represented at the table but waiting to hire the best people right both of those
0: in a balance because yeah. that that diversity of perspective whether it's age or gender or race or ethnicity or whatever your background like that just makes a healthier think tank yeah to look at something and say is this is this where we think it's at otherwise
1: everyone who looks the same acts the same same perspective same perspective can't solve problems with the same perspective so it's been I mean, as far as like the the woman side of it goes, it's presented challenges, Mm -hmm. of course. Sure. Um, Especially, you know, 10 years ago, or or right when I was starting out, it was a lot more tricky to be a young woman. Yeah. Um, I kind of like 40 felt like an important marker. Not that I'm 40, but if I was, (laughs) that felt like, oh, now I'm an adult. adult. I'm all grown up I'm 40. (laughs) They'll take me seriously now. And then I turned 40 and I was like, shoot. (laughs) the same (laughs) but i think it's been you know it's it's fun to watch it change it's fun to think that my daughter won't even understand why it it was i mean not that the the things we are doing are incredible for whoever's getting to do them Mm -hmm. um but why would it be exciting specifically that i'm a woman and i got to be involved in that so to me like how fun that I'm sorry, honey, you're just going to have to earn it all straight on your straight merit. <laughs> you better and get going. How old is she again? She is 10.
0: She's 10. And what is her personality like? It's, um, I cloned myself.
1: Oh. So it's been interesting <laughs> to live with me. To live with yourself? <laughs> yeah. I have a 12-year-old son, and and he sits at the dinner table, and he goes, You made two of you. There's two of you. Great.
0: What so. do you think your kids, when they look at you, um what do you think would be three words they would use to describe you
1: oh i know because they're very open yeah um weird
0: weird Uh Uh, i love
1: that hard working Uh and i believe they believe i'm slightly demanding which is like demanding is a strong word but
0: like tell me about that some more
1: uh i personally want them to know who they are i want them to be challenged i want them to grow and so we do a lot of things that aren't easy. Are you strict? That aren't comfortable. I think everyone in the neighborhood would probably describe me as strict. I don't. I don't You're think. Like, so I don't, I don't, don't think going to <laughs> bed
0: at six p.m. and doing twenty push-ups before bed is strict.
1: But I think I'm pretty chill. But they don't. They seem to think that I. It depends. It depends what on an what an we're exam- talking what would about. Be
0: an example.
1: Well, like I don't have. Uh, I really like them to be challenged and I like them to do hard things where they feel accomplished at the end and so one time for Mother's Day I wanted to go on this hike and I had my heart set on a hike that I didn't check the weather forecast for Mm. or anything and so we ended up um, going on this hike in the in the Uintas and we were postholing my daughter's short Mm -hmm. she was nine the postholing was my knees it was her hips and you're like, we're going through. And, and I was like, well, we're halfway there. So either we go there or we don't. And they were like, let's just keep going. But we trudged through it. And the whole time, nobody was happy. But we got back to the car. And it was hilarious. And, and everyone lived. But they told Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> but my, um, my daughter got in the car and was laughing hysterically. And she's like, no one else's mom would make them do that. And I was like, I think other people's moms would. And she's like, no. They wouldn't. That was dumb. I'm kind of <laughs> siding with her a little bit on this one. But yeah. it's cool. I wish
0: I was a tougher mom. I do. But I think that's, you know, um, I think that that goes to that, the discipline, the work ethic, the drive, the fail and pick yourself back up and, you know, kind of that moving forward. I want to ask you um, some a little bit more. I want to circle back. I should have asked this earlier, but I want to circle back a little bit because you how big is your company right now we are at 35 people but we're hiring almost monthly Wow Wow and so it's a pretty for 35 it's a pretty tight knit group and you're leading teams and um, and and I have got to have you share the story of when you were having a meeting with your team after you'd been with them for a couple of years. I love that story. No, we're not going to do that story. Okay. Well, we'll edit that part out, Yeah, <laughs> but I love that story. Okay. So that will be an edit. Um, Sorry. No, that was good. So how about what I'd love to wrap it up with is to the young um, men that are in engineering, if you could share with them some advice or guidance, they value women, they see them as intelligent contributors, they love the diverse perspective, but there's still somewhat of a circle of, of um, camaraderie with, with, with the gentlemen, what could they do to be even more open and receiving to women in the field of engineering?
1: That's a great, I mean, that is a great question. Uh, I'm very lucky in that the staff I work with now are are phenomenal. There's no, I see no difference in communication, in chit chat in the break room, in any of that. It's it's been really good. I think uh, I think the younger generations, the ones who are just coming out of school, I I like I said for my kids, it's it's not even a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like my son would never think. He would think my daughter is lesser than him, but not because she's a girl. It's because it's his little sister, right? And like she's younger. And she's younger. She's dominant. Yeah. She, well, she might be, but oh. it's okay. It's okay. Um, but it's interesting, you know, because you still have to be aware that there are different, different discussions that can be uncomfortable that society has told women to just be okay with. Um, And I think women are starting to speak up on that and they're starting to say, you know, that joke was a little off brand, like I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. I think taking that sort of feedback Mm. constructively, like if someone I think I think we're getting better at setting boundaries. I think we're getting better at understanding what works for us and how to communicate that. Mm -hmm. Right. I think the -hmm. the global conversation of how to do that has improved so much that I think the the other side of that coin is the receptiveness to it. So if you have a woman or a colleague of, right, a different background than you, Mm -hmm. and they're telling you, you know what, that I wasn't that comfortable with that. Don't, don't make that be a shutdown point in the conversation. Be open to it. Just be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, duly noted. Right. Right. And then just take that as constructive criticism that, okay, that wasn't a good one. That joke was not good. That joke was not good. Put that one to the side. But I think it's that. It's that open conversation where as women become more capable of speaking out, yeah, someone has to listen. For anything to change, there has That's to be a point. receiving side to that. And I'm seeing fantastic changes to it. From early in my career till now, mm-hmm. the support I've had from male mentors in my career has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. At every company I've been at. I've had some, you know, male champion in my corner. Um, now they had high expectations for me. It wasn't like, oh,
0: yeah, that's right. okay, and that feels good. Yeah, right? like, I mean, sure, some days it me. doesn't challenge me. <laughs> Bring on! You,
1: I'm, you are not going to get better if they don't. So it is. It's open discussion, and it's not taking that feedback as, as a negative. Mm-hmm. It's feedback. I love that because what you, one of the things you said was,
0: you can say it all you want, but if there's not a listening ear, if it's not received. And nothing's going to change but i think that that i have two sons so that selfishly is why i was asking i'm always <laughs> trying to coach i'm always trying to coach my boys but i do think that a lot of times they look at me like well why would we ever say that so it's like it doesn't make sense, it to, doesn't them. Make sense yeah. to them. yeah and your kids are even younger than mine and so um i really do think that the expectations of of just diverse thought diverse people diverse backgrounds it's commonplace, where it wasn't maybe for you and I growing up in our generation. I think
1: it's amazing when you have conversations with men our age that they don't, they, the men that I associate with don't treat women poorly. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them to understand why right. another man would. Right, And right. so I think there was an entire time where it just didn't make sense because they wouldn't do it. No, of course you wouldn't do it. That's why I'm talking to you. Like, <laughs> That's how this works. But they couldn't believe it. And I think as these conversations have come up, they're like, oh, this is real. This is a thing that you've dealt with. I kind of thought it was just, yeah. right? Because if you wouldn't do it to someone, why would somebody else? Yeah, it seemed implausible to yeah. that but male I think
0: allyship is so important. I
1: think these younger generations have been exposed to it for a, a mm-hmm. form- formidable years of their life, right? Where mm-hmm. they're growing and they're forming these mindsets and they're hearing these stories and they're like, these things actually happen. Yeah. I wouldn't, Legit. I wouldn't do it. But then it, it makes you ask that question of yourself, like, do I do things that could be perceived that way? Mm-hmm. Which growing up in a small town in Grafton, Wisconsin, I had a lot of hard lessons of where things I was saying were being perceived different by different audiences. Sure. But I didn't know the meaning of the words in that sense right? And so then you just grow and you change from well, it. Well, we didn't
0: have the internet back then, so we didn't know. Thank I God. look up things all the time. <laughs> Thank what God. does this mean? My son just used this word. I'm not sure what that means. I mean, like, in good words, but I still don't even know what they mean. Uh, <laughs> well, I today have loved, loved talking with you. And the reasons why, Mirror, I was really looking forward to this interview because every time we've had a conversation I've laughed throughout it. I mean, you're just such a delight. You really have a personality that is um, a magnitude of fun. And I just want to hear what the next thing is that Jessica's going to say because I also know that even though she's so funny, she's got this brilliant mind behind her.
1: And you so sweet.
0: you sharing today, I think I hope the young women that heard this podcast and other women, I hope the takeaway from it, you know, for or at least my takeaway from today was um being for me i liked how authentic and genuine you were how you can be yourself and you shared with us some vulnerabilities about the careers and the field you know growing up in the field and and um and i really enjoyed the kind of like you got to earn it like that you now we're in the seat and this you need to you earn your seat and i love that i'm going to strive for that every day you have to well, thank our you job, so right? much, Jessica, for being here. <laughs> thank you for
1: having me. This was super fun. Pleasure. I really liked it. It wasn't hard. No, no.
0: not too hard. <laughs> well, with that, um, we will say thank you so much for joining our podcast today of We Hear Her. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.